Welcome to Audio Shelf. A place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. Welcome back to another episode of Audio Shelf. We're your hosts, Brittany and Brad, as you can tell by the intro. Uh, so oh. I'm so excited about today's episode. Me too. This is part two yes. of a part one you've yes. visually seen. Yes. So if you haven't already, well, I mean, it won't be out yet. Oh, well, <laughs> we just recorded it. So haha, we have secret knowledge. This is technically part one. <laughs> part one. Of part two. Okay. But we filmed part two first. <laughs> That's so confusing. I know. It's so confusing. It's like Shutter Island. Oh. Did you <laughs> understand the point of Shutter Island? Nope. Okay. I didn't think so with that <laughs> analogy. Um, so this is our podcast episode on Burying the Honeysuckle Girls. We did a booktube video for it that'll be released on Wednesday. So you'll have to go to our YouTube to check that out, but we will be sure to put it on our social medias so that it's easy for you to find. So thank you for tuning into this part one episode of the traditional podcast. Yes. We are very excited about this book because we have a pretty close relationship from afar. Yeah. Uh, with Emily Carpenter, <laughs> the author of this book. Yes. And we love her. We love her so much. We're going to have her on the show. Yes. On March 1st. So there's like three parts to this. There really is. Kind of world that we're building for Emily Carpenter. This is like a suspense like onion. Yes. So, so let's. Oh. Oh, okay. You wanna you wanna go? I was gonna do the stats. Why don't you do the stats? Okay, let me let me do my stats. Okay. Um, so we already went over the title and the author, Burying the Honeysuckle Girls by Emily Carpenter. The narrator is Kate Orsini. The publisher is Brilliance Audio, and the audiobook release date was April 26, 2016. The duration is 10 hours and one minute. One minute. Always my problem with books that add just one minute or it's like 9.59 mm-hmm. at the minute and make it even make it even it's just a personal pet peeve of mine but mm-hmm. nothing wrong with the book at all the genre is horror occult domestic life and i just need to come back around to that first genre category of mm-hmm. horror mm-hmm. because what the french toast do you i mean like i do you agree with horror no. I, why is it? A, why is it horror? Amazon. I don't, I don't know. But Amazon is like categorizing it as a horror, and it's definitely not. Like you, I can see thriller and suspense. Yes. Maybe it was a horror because of them them hair plugs. Oh God! Every time I close my eyes, I see hair plugs being pulled out, and yes. you see the little pricks. Maybe that's that's the horror genre of this book. Was when? Yes. I would I would categorize this as Southern Gothic. It yes. As long it as is. with the thriller and suspense. But I don't know if that is a proper recognized genre. It it needs to be. It needs to be an Emily Carpenter genre. It does. Yes. Kimberly Bell, Emily Carpenter. Mm. These these Southern sub- Gothic ladies. Southern ladies. Southern ladies. Those GCBs. Good Christian bells. <laughs> I don't know if they're Christian or not. That's we're not no, identifying no, that. We're not identifying them. you. But anyway, I agree. Horror is is not It's a stretch. It's a stretch. Mm. So let's take this summary from Amazon. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting. (laughs) So Althea Bell is still heartbroken by her mother's tragic premature death. 
Mm. And tormented by the last frantic words, she whispered into young Althea's ears. <laughs> Both ears. Both ears. <laughs> Wait for her for the honeysuckle girl. She'll find you. She'll find you. I think. But if she doesn't, you'll find her. I like how the mom was like, look for the honeysuckle girl. She'll find you probably. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe, possibly. I have no idea. 50-50 chance. There's a 50-50 <laughs> chance that she won't find you. That's what I was like, girl. <laughs> I was like, girl. That was my only complaint about, about the book is, girl. You think? You, like, what? If these are going to be your last words, make them count. Make them count. These are your last four words to your daughter. You say, I think. I think. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Adrift ever since, Althea is now fresh out of rehab and returning to her family home in Mobile, Alabama, determined to reconnect with her estranged ailing father. While Althea doesn't expect him, or her politically ambitious brother, to welcome her with open arms, she's not prepared for the chilling revelation of a grim, long-buried family secret. Am I going to start to keep talking like this? I think so. Fragile. Fragile. <laughs> And desperate, Althea escapes with an old flame to uncover the truth about her lineage. Drawn deeper into her ancestors' lives, Althea begins to unearth their disturbing history and the part she's meant to play in it. Whew. Well, damn. Dang. Mm. So that is a good description. That is what most books should have flow as their description. Yes. Because... It really gives you just enough to get excited about the book and want to get into it. Even the small details about how her father is ailing, his ailing yeah. health. Yeah. We don't need to know what he has yet. No. Please don't give it away. Yes, exactly. So um, the fact that it dives into it, but not fully, is the perfect kind of description. And everything about that description actually occurs in the book. Yes, at a great pace. Yes. And I think that's... One of the things that I loved about this book that, yes, it is 10 hours long and that sounds like a long time, but it really stays active the entire time. Yes. And there's no dull moment, no. which is incredible because this is her first book. This is Emily's first debut book, which I'm still shook over because. Seriously, how has Emily not been a figure in the writing world since I guess, since she was a fetus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would love to see a little baby Emily fetus. <laughs> now we're creepy. I was going to say, like, how has she not been here for like 50 years? But she's definitely, I don't think 50. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, even if she is, she looks real good. She look real good for 50. I don't know. I really don't know how old she I would, is. We don't know. We don't really care either. No, we don't. But she's. how has she not been here forever? Yes. I guess that's the point that I was trying to make, but then it went to a creepy direction, like all things that we do. Uh, so, yes, this book did go by real quick mm -hmm. at a great pace. Mm -hmm. I was done it in two days. Yeah, same. Perfect amount of listening. And I, I literally did everything listening to this book. Yes. Chores. I drove. I listened during my therapy sessions with my clients. <laughs> Not recommended. Not recommended therapists out there. <laughs> Pay attention. <laughs> Police. But yeah, so let's talk about the narration. Yes. And then we can get into the content of the book. Yes. Okay. So Kate did phenomenal. Mm. We mentioned this in our booktube episode, but what I really like about it is that she didn't 
take such a extreme way of differentiating the characters by giving them different like octaves and pitches in their voices. She put emotion behind it. She put personality in there. She took the um the douchebaggery of Wynn and put that into his voice. But then when we were dealing with Jay, it was nice and soft. Mm -hmm. It was a a different kind of feeling. You knew If she were talking about Jay and you knew if she were talking about Wynn, not because they sounded different, but because they felt different in the way she was presenting. Yes. She didn't need this burly voice. Mm -mm. She just put it all in in there with the emotions and the characterization of these characters that we fell in love with. Yes. And hated at the same time with Wynn. God, I hate Wynn. I hate Molly Robb. I hate whoever was driving that black SUV mm -hmm. when they were like, going to go do something. No spoilers, but something was going to happen. I don't know what, because mm. we missed that part. Every time Molly Rob started talking, I wanted to put earrings in my ears, take them out, and fight the bitch. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going. I didn't know if you were going to like put the earrings in your ears and then slap yourself as if you were pretending to be Molly Rob and okay. hope that the earrings came off. Oh, I, I liked like... your scenario better. Well, I'm going to probably use yours later. Okay, okay. <laughs> We'll swap. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I 100% agree. I texted you and I was like, I was like five minutes into the book. Yes. And I was like, I effing hate Molly Rob. Yes. Like she can go and sit outside on her little stoop of a dumb house. Mm-hmm. Like she was just my like cheating crackers. Yes. Like <laughs> hardcore. Like I could not stand a single thing she did. Oh, man. But... <laughs> But Kate Orsini did amazing with the performance of all these characters, including people that we hate. Yes. And that shows a good narrator. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I mean, the ending for me, again, we're not going to give spoilers away. The ending for a little bit of it, I felt bad for Wynn. Oh. For just a tiny bit. Like a millisecond. Like a millisecond. And then I was like... And then she pulled those hair plugs out. And God, they make me cringe. They make me cringe. I cannot. It is my worst nightmare. Mm. Seriously. What are Watching those hair plug commercials. Yes. I, God. (laughs) They just, it's like, okay, there's, there's a phobia. I was going to say, is there a phobia of hair plugs? No, it's not hair plugs. It's those, it's the holes. Oh, the phobia hole, the holes of the phobia thing. Yes. Phobia holes. You got it. You got it. I can't remember what it's called. Um, our friend Karen would know what it's called because she has that phobia too. But like, oh, wow. it's just like you can't, you don't like honeycomb because it has those things. Yes, yes. I like honeycomb though. You like this? Yeah, I'm fine oh, with that. Ball tap. <laughs> no. Too, I don't have no balls. That was uh, too much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we're not on camera right now. <laughs> that was um, real immature. <laughs> yes, it was. But those mm. hair plugs, yes. Emily did an amazing job. Making me cringe mm-hmm. and with disgust over wins like hair things. Oh God, mm-hmm. <gasps> man! At the visuals. So let's talk about the content. Yes, a little bit. Okay. Um, what? Oh my gosh, what did you think about? Like, where did you think the story was going going to go when you found out that Althea was coming and she was in a recovery? Where did you think this was going to go? I definitely did not think that it was going to go so far 
as it did. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, as soon as Althea got there, it was like she shows up to this party unannounced. Mm-hmm. Her dad freaks out because he is ailing. And from there, it just it starts up. There's yeah. that psychiatrist that comes in, which I'm interested to hear your thoughts on that psychologist, psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Sociologist. Wasn't his name Dr. Bradley? (laughs) I think it might have been. (laughs) I was like, Emily, did you name someone after me? (laughs) And she's like, no, your podcast wasn't even out yet. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it it was it was alarming how quickly it started. Mm -hmm. But I was like in it from the beginning. Like I was like, okay, I didn't expect all of this because the character descriptions come in like as the action is happening mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. And so it was fascinating and quick. Yes. And I thought that once we found out she was in recovery, mm-hmm. I thought that was going to be the conflict. It, of, it kind of was. And, and it was, but but there was so much more. Yeah. Because they had a lot of, the family had a lot of ammo yes. to use against Althea. Yes. And recovery and, and addiction was just one of those mm-hmm. those tools that they had against her. Yeah. Not to mention this family history of mental health and the fact that this magical age, something bad happened. Yeah. So as soon as you turn 30 in Althea's family, if you're a female, you pretty much like go into the psych ward and disappear forever. Yes. Like nobody knows what happened to you. No one knows where you get buried. No. Which was the craziest thing. That was insanity. Like, Like. no one knows where these people are buried. And I love how it was broken up into like three parts. Yes, it really was a three part book. Yes. So we had like the first part, which was Althea coming home, connecting with Jay again, who's like an old friend. Mm, sexy. Oh, yes. Really connecting with Jay. Really connected in all parts. All their parts connected. And then um, they kind of go on. Um, they go on a little bit of a treasure hunt. Mm-hmm. Tiny bit. Um, but then you have the second part, which is, is it a spoiler? The revelation. Yeah. You kind of, you kind of hear the revelation of what happens to the family. Yeah. In the second part. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome because not a lot of books can do that successfully. Like like you figure out the relationships because this is told, I'm all over the place I feel with this. No, I think, I think you're good. Um, the, the book is told through like kind of two different perspectives. So you have Althea. And she's in 2012. Mm-hmm. So she's present day, quote unquote. And then you have Jin, who she is um, in the year 1937. Mm-hmm. So you have these two different characters that you kind of connect with and you grow to love them. And you figure out very early on that they are related, mm-hmm. that Althea is a part of Jin's family. Yes. And um, she's like her, what, great, great, great grandmother? Yes. Three greats? Some... Or two greats. Some kind of great. She's a great person. <laughs> yeah, she was. Yeah, she is. I think she was two greats or maybe maybe just one. I yes. don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you figure that out in in man, I think like teetering on part one and part two of the book. Yeah. And I and I like that part two. They weren't trying to hide anything. From no, us. This, it was very straightforward. Yes. However, there are still twists at the end. Yes. We were like, I was like, you told me everything, but then there's more. Yes, there's more that we didn't know. And it's more, it's more like layers instead of twists. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of layers. This book was an onion. Yes. An onion that made you cry and then made you laugh because you were crying. Yeah. And then made you have bad breath. Yeah, definitely bad Pull, breath. Pulling those layers back. Ooh, ooh God. Blech. 
mm-hmm. disgusting onion layers. Yep. But yeah, and then in in our there are no traditional part one, part two. It's not broken into things like that. It's broken yes. into tra- traditional chapters. Yes. But for us, it was part one, part two, part three, which was just like insanity, insanity. literally. Burying things, digging up things. Digging up things, playing in the dirt, playing mm. in the grass. Yes. Laying in the dirt, running away from people. Eating honeysuckles. Eating honeysuckles. Mm, I really, I was Psych really, words. I was really hungry for a honeysuckle. I re- this yes, entire book. Yes, me too. I was like, I used to do this when I was a kid. I was like, I really wanted to drink gin's juice. Mm, and I like to drink gin's juice, if you know what I mean. Gin's juice. <laughs> gin and juice. <laughs> I really wanted some of that honeysuckle wine. Yes, me too. Me too. Is it real? Can we find this, Emily? Is Emily, this in Georgia? Is this real? We'll <laughs> wait for your answer. <clears throat> Okay, we won't wait that long because we got a show to run. <laughs> we got a show to run, girl. Talk to us in the interview. Yes. <laughs> That's going to be one of our questions. Definitely. Though. Yes. I'm serious. <laughs> Very serious. And so you also brought up a good point of um, something that we might, we could ask Emily if we wanted to or if it, we feel like it's too sensitive mm-hmm. of a subject. The dealing with uh, addiction. Yes. 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 Because so far in Bearing the Honeysuckle Girls, and I don't know if there was anything in every single secret because every single secret was our first Emily Carpenter book. But I don't know if there was anything. There was the um, the girl taking. No, not getting the medicine. OK. And something happening there. Yes. But there was more so. I mean, definitely mental health is a huge aspect in all yeah. of her books. Yeah. But we are currently in the middle of her newest book that comes out on March 1st. And I think I think it does come out March 1st. Really? Yes. Maybe, no, March 5th. It comes out March 5th. Oh, is and, that why I was yes. thinking March 5th? And or? I was really excited because we got the interview before the actual book comes out. Oh, my God. I cannot believe that she agreed to sit down with us before her book goes out. I know. <gasps> Thank you so much, Emily. You're amazing. I know. I've heard that it's really hard for authors to like. It really is. So her new book, <gasps> Until the Day I Die. What? Emily Carpenter is. 50. She's 50? She is such a good-looking 50-year-old woman. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's not even like, what? You First, I'm, I'm more shocked because you got that right. I she, Yeah. And I'm 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 not shocked that she's 50. No, I'm not shocked either, but like... But you that was dead on. Good job amazing. for you. Well, you she's should 51. Like, you should win like a prize. No. But she's beautiful. She is. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll win the prize of talking to her. Yes. That's our prize. Man, but no, I'm reading or we're both in the kind of process of listening to Until the Day I Die. Mm -hmm. And that's also about recovery. March 12th. March 12th. That's when the book comes out. Comes out March 12th, people. Until the Day I Die. And that book's about recovery. Yeah. So there's a lot of addiction in throughout, like weaved throughout her books. Yeah. And I really do want to kind of ask it if that's not too personal. Yeah. I mean, we can we can preface it. Mm hmm. And and just see where see what she says. But I mean, we have the same issues in our family too. Definitely. And so it's something that I feel like if you have been within it, then you know how to write it. And Emily like really knows how to write it. Exactly. When Althea came out to be in recovery and using pills, yeah. I was like, Darn it, man. I know. Because like you said, we have it in our lives. And so we were both pretty affected by it. Yeah. And 
when this storyline comes came up, I was just like, I can't get away. I know. I was like, everywhere I turn. <laughs> everywhere I turn. But it was done really, really well. And it showed that recovery, what recovery can do and what rehab can do. Yes, definitely. And so it was a very strongly written novel. Mm-hmm. And it also had that idea of the stigma of reco- recovering addicts. Yeah. Is that, oh, she's in recovery. She's going to be sick. Yeah. Um, which is a not only a stigma for society, but it's also something a hard pill to swallow uh-huh. if you're living Pun in intended. It. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we can make jokes about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, because that's a battle that loved ones have to, to battle too. It's like, is this person really recovering? Is this person really changed? And they will tell you, we're not changed. We're just living day by day. Yes. It, and it's something that, that that never goes away. Exactly. And Althea was there. She was like, I'm teetering on this. Yeah. And that was her whole relationship with Jay is, am I doing this because I care about him or am I doing this because this is an addict behavior? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was just so good. And Emily really so does. Well done. She she knows how to write. Yes. She, know, she knows her stuff. She does know how to write. She does know how to write. <laughs> she, she's You're good getting at angry. She's getting, she's good at English. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, this was a fabulous book. And I think definitely you can tell from our review that we're going to shelf it. Oh, my God. I didn't even think. Is there an Emily book that we have not shelved yet? I mean, we have a lot to go through. Well, next, (laughs) after Until the Day I Die, I'm going to go then back into The Weight of Lies. Okay. So we're going like forward and then we're jumping back and then we're going forward and then we're jumping back. Exactly. Because we started with Every Single Secret, Mm -hmm. which was her third book. Yeah. Or at least the third book that I can find on Amazon. Yeah. Then we're going back to the first book, Burying the Honeysuckle Girls. Yeah. And then we're doing the newest book, Until the Day I Die. And then we're going back to the second book, The Weight of Lies. I just cannot believe this is her debut novel. I know. Oh, can I tell you a secret that I'm pretty sure I think I saw on Twitter? And I'm pretty sure I know for sure that this is happening. What? There's going to be a sequel to Burying the (gasps) Honeysuckle Girls. No! They, she finally got it approved. I think she just sold the re- sold like the proposal for it, and oh, they're going to do a, a sequel. How? I don't know. What I don't they know. Do? Oh my god! I would totally live for all of the other stories. Kali's story. Yes. Oh. Yes. So oh. that's another thing we're going to talk about. Her, talk uh, talk about it with on oh. the interview. Oh, that's going to be f- mm-hmm. phenomenal. What Dove does like throughout? Yes. Her her life. Oh my, oh my god. Okay. I can't wait. Um, If you want to stay up to date with all that is coming out and you want to hear all of the newest Emily Carpenter news, be sure to follow Emily Carpenter. Please. It's Emily D. Carpenter Mm -hmm. on Twitter. Yep. And then also follow us because we like to retweet and share and be a little hub for all things audiobook release and real book release as well. Mm -hmm. You just said real book release. Audiobooks are real books. Real books, real reading. Physical books. Um, you can follow us at Audio Shelf Me. You can like us on Facebook as well at Audio Shelf. And you can also follow along on Instagram, which is at Audio Shelf underscore podcast. And please, just a reminder, we're going to be having our episode on Burying the Honeysuckle Girls come out on YouTube as well. It'll be a little bit different. It'll be a video. So be sure to subscribe and check that out as well. And if you would like two free Emily Carpenter books, two of them for two. free. Please go on our website at audioshelf.me and click on the Audible affiliate link and subscribe for a 30-day free trial. Yes. And if you also want to see our show grow and help us grow, you can become a Patreon. Wait. No. You always yell at me for this. (laughs) 
you can become a patron on our Patreon. I'm rubbing off on you. Yes, you are. <laughs> by Googling Audio Shelf Patreon. And we should come right up. And we have to say a ginormous thank you to our newest patron, Stelios. Um, I love that name. It's really, really cool. Is it a name or is it a company? I don't know. What if they're a publisher? I don't know. But we well, also got a new follower too. Really? Yeah. But what if they're also this amazing person who loves our show? Because that's who they are. It. They're literally that. I love them. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Brad. Brad really does love you. Girl, if I was, if I could do it all over again, I'd sell myself. I'd put myself on Patreon. All right. Well, until next time. Bye. bye. <laughs> I really want some honeysuckles. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. Frantic words she whispered into young Althea's ear. Can you take your vest off? Oh, yes. Is it making it's... noises? <laughs> <laughs> Getting real comfortable up in the audio show studio today. <laughs> All right. Where am I again? Althea Bell. No, Althea Bell is. <laughs> <laughs>